The minute that you get labeled a conspiracy theorist, pretty much everything that you have to say ceases to be taken seriously. The red pill is just about kind of shaking up your perception of the way that things really And on the understanding that what you've been told your entire life is a consciously constructed lie. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. The idea of Project Bluebeam is that NASA, with the help of the United Nations, was attempting to implement a new age religion with the Antichrist at its head and start a new world order via technology simulating the second coming of Christ. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Hawkeye Media presents... Conspiracy with PJ and Abby. And that's the thing about conspiracy theories is like it's sometimes they're not going to be true. And it's okay. There's literally nothing wrong with asking the questions and pulling on the threads and doing the research. It is what it is. Welcome to uh, season two, episode twenty-two of Conspiracy Pilled. I'm Abby Levy, your very professional, very good at doing intros host. I'm here with my co-host PJ. How's it going, PJ? Doing good. Glad to be here. And uh, that, no, that, no, other way, other way. Uh, there we that go. That motherfucker's not real. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. This is this is Tony. He's totally real. He's probably. Hey, how's it going? Tell us about yourself. Uh, I'm good. I, when I'm not specializing in uh, misshapen Brady Bunch intros, uh, I'm doing <laughs> doing a lot of. Uh, I do a lot of writing. Uh, I, I host radio here in Indiana, and uh, I run this account called Ministry of Truth, in which uh, I basically have complete access to all of your phones, and I sell that information to the highest bidder, <laughs> and then throw you in jail. Good. Um, good. Yeah, it's good times. Who's bidding on my information? That's that's. I'm curious. Well, I mean, people actually just kind of hedge bets against nudes for you. So it's, it's, oh, it's yeah. not something that I want. Uh, it's what we call a lack commodity. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It, it, it's I think caused me a lot of sleepless nights. to make lights. sure they don't get out. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's more of like a, it's like a mutually assured destruction. There we go. Uh, we, if North Korea does this, we threaten to release your nudes. And then they down that missile into the EC. That just happened yesterday. <laughs> you know... Look, I'm I'm happy to be a patriot and uh, do what I can for my country. So, well, I want to give a real quick shout out to Real Truth Cactus, who I absolutely adore, who's in the chat. I see she <laughs> is. She's amazing. Okay, I don't know how we can recover from PJ's dudes, but let's try. Neither does North Korea. <laughs> that's why it's mutually assured destruction. You can't recover from PJ's nudes. That's that's the rule. Oh, okay. Um, Tony. <laughs> Have you heard of the Mattress Firm Conspiracy? Not only have I heard of the Mattress Firm Conspiracy, but I'm going to be honest. Uh, I know this that there's an element of conspiracy theories that you're supposed to joke about. The Mattress Firm Conspiracy is actually one that I kind of believe in. Um, I, I am an adherent to this particular conspiracy theory. Good. Love it. Good. This is one. Okay. This is a shout out to my friend Lillian. When I told her I was planning to launch a show about conspiracy theories, she was like, you need to do Mattress Firm. This was 
so long ago. This was like a year ago. And we're finally doing it for Lillian. <laughs> so. <laughs> we get to all of your requests eventually. Of, yes. Eventually. <laughs> uh, no promises. That's why you got to be a longtime listener of the show. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's get, let's get serious. Super serious. So this one was hard Same. to, yes. Hard to put together. Everybody do your serious face. Tony's serious face is killing me. Okay. This was hard to put together because so many people who do this conspiracy theory, they either are really intent on not believing it or they're really intent on believing it. And either way, they fudge the timeline and leave out pieces of information to make it make sense. It's I, I We're going to go straight down the timeline because that's the only way to do this. And it doesn't matter if it's a convenient fact or not a convenient fact. We're going to talk about all of them that I That's right. That I know Some of. serious journalism about to happen. Serious, this, yeah, this is, I mean, I have done serious journalism today. Double verified from CNN. Because <laughs> I definitely procrastinated the research for this. So it was all today. On a show that talks about time traveling Bigfoot and alien sex cults. This is serious journalism, people. Serious. This time, this, this is like, time we mean it. Yeah, this is going to get like the reverse Pinocchio from Snopes. Like the nose actually goes into his head. That's how truthful it is. Facts. That I could I could not have said it better. <laughs> so, July fourth, nineteen eighty six, in Houston, Texas, Mattress Firm is founded, and it grows to become the largest mattress retailer in the U.S. Not the largest store that sells mattresses, but the largest like exclusively selling mattresses store. It was a publicly traded company until 2016 when it was purchased by Steinhoff Holdings. Steinhoff is a South African company and they paid double per stock what the stock was worth at the time for a total of $3.8 billion. Is that, does this seem normal? Does this seem like a, like a normal thing to anybody. Well, I mean, you know, South Africa is known for its interest in mattress companies. So uh-huh, to uh-huh. be fair, we have to start out by explaining, you know, that when you think South Africa, you think mattresses, right? It's at the bottom of South Africa. Mattresses are at the bottom of your bed. Coincidence? I don't think nope. so. I don't believe it. Coincidence. So, I mean, yeah, I don't, I've never heard of Steinhoff. It sounds like a James Bond villain. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, yeah. You hear him. James, you'll be investigating Steinhoff, a German financier who's gone under the radar. Like, it sounds, yeah, like, that doesn't sound normal. Sus. Right out of the gate. Sus. So, this is a company that had not previously had a presence in the United States. And in buying Mattress Firm, it would have a hold on so many different parts of the United States and, and a foot into so many different markets so this is, I guess, a potential reason why they were willing to overpay for it. But they certainly seem to believe that the company was worth more than the market said it was worth. So, well, it depends on what you mean by overpay. So it, by overpaying, they're, they're simply saying that that's what they think the value is worth. There's an argument to be made that uh, they didn't want another company that might have been ready to make uh, some kind of an offer to get it. So if you go in, you kind of blow the auction room out of the water and say, we'll pay double right here, right now. Then you're securing, you know, your interests 
you know, in any possible market activities, we'll get to what those are in a minute, uh, (laughs) by slapping double down, you're like, hey, man, I'm not here for the McDonald's dollar menu. I'm here for the whole franchise. This this is funny because Tony just gave a much more... plausible answer than business insider when asked the same question i thought business insider had the worst coverage on the mattress firm conspiracy because they kept saying yeah everything they're saying is true but it's not a conspiracy and then you're wrong so it was really weird but they they said oh well, they probably just didn't know what the company was worth and they left it at that in this oh, big normal. expose oh yeah uh, yeah that's normal i believe that yeah. i believe someone spends what did you say was 3.8 billion yeah they said four point six. I, I wake up in the morning. Billion, but yeah. I wake up in the morning. I get on Robinhood and I just start entering <laughs> random letters in, and I just like start like buying stocks. I don't know what they stand for. There's yeah. a Friends episode yeah. where Monica buys stock that way, and like it doesn't work. <laughs> I don't do research. No, I just I, I go into every restaurant and I order the burrito because that's the smart thing to do. Okay. Yeah, Business Insider, inside yeah. the business. They're like yeah. South African must be dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, South Africa known heard for its mattresses like, and not researching anything. It's like kind of Australian, but not. So you know, that, that, they, Musk, they must be. Done. That's why. Yeah. See, look, it works because Elon Musk doesn't research things before he buys them. Oh, see, you know, they do South Africans. They don't. Re- Business Insider was well, right all to be along. Fair, to be fair, Elon Musk was trying to make a, a very expensive 420 joke. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see anything like that with mattress firms. So maybe we just missed it. Maybe there's some numerology in there. Yeah. Maybe and, and those stock God, shares were like sixty nine dollars a piece if you broke them down or something like that. And an honest to God, like criticism of this as as a guy who's supposed to write for a living, I, I'm amazed <laughs> that they said, "Well, they probably didn't know what it's worth." You guys know that with publicly traded numbers, they list the price of yeah. a share. Yeah. Next to the stock, right? They have yeah. entire channels, like the top of Yahoo is devoted to telling you what something is worth. Right. I, oh, they didn't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, because, you know, sure. numbers don't translate to South African. <laughs> they don't speak numbers. They don't speak numbers. Oh, no. goodness gracious. So this sale went through in August of 2016, uh, and around six months later, January of 2017, the largest supplier of mattresses in America, Tempur-Sealy, announced that they would terminate their contracts with mattress firms, citing unhappiness with the economic terms of their contracts. And this deeply hurt both companies. So Tempur-Sealy was really serious about this in order to hurt themselves over it. And and mattress firm was really stubborn to not give in to their, their demands. Um, and this was a really bad thing for mattress firm but they still grew aggressively um we'll talk more about how aggressive that was until 2018 um purchasing competitors purchasing whole chains purchasing individual stores all of that and it was january of 2018 that a post on reddit in a conspiracy thread about like what conspiracy theory do you buy into a post on that thread went viral and after going viral it was mysteriously deleted but not before oh, someone, <laughs> as those things happen. Yeah. yeah. But not before someone got a screenshot. So the the username's blocked off. But mattress firm is some sort of giant money laundering scheme. They are fucking everywhere and always empty. I remember seeing four mattress firms all on all on each corner of an intersection once, and there is no way there is such a demand for mattresses. Edit. 
A few people seem confused. I'm talking about multiple of the same mattress store, all in close proximity to each other, not different mattress companies. Like if there were four different companies all next to each other, I get that. But these are the same company. Take a look at this Google map of maps of three mattress firms all within like 500 feet of each other. And we can't look at the image because it's gone. But this was the post. Yeah. So before before we slip by it, th- we yeah. should really point out something that it's it's Temper Sealy. So for those who don't mm-hmm. know, in like the late aughts in the early 20 teens, Temper Pedic was a rising mattress company all on all on its own, and it was producing mm-hmm. the Temper Pedic mattress, huge national sensation. And Sealy, a another large one of the major three large mattress producers. All right, they acquired Temper Pedic's brand, so they're a major major player. By the way, if you're a major player and you're selling your product, you want your product in as many retail stores as you can possibly get into. I mean, this isn't like PlayStation exclusive games. No one's going to like, oh, I have to go to this mattress store to see if they have any Tempur-Pedic Sealy mattresses. No, you you want your product that someone's going to buy in as many stores as possible. That's why on Shark Tank, the people talk about what stores they can get it into as quickly Mm -hmm. as possible. So for a company to pull out of some type of a market deal in which a retail chain no one's going to be like well you're asking for too much commission and making the mattresses too expensive they weren't or they would have cited that they just cited they were unhappy with something to do with the profits to me this reeks of someone at temper sealy finding out there's some shady shenanigans going on and worrying the sec is going to start sniffing around because we have seen this before this is one of the ways that al capone got got was because distributors that worked with him started getting cold feet because mm-hmm. the FBI was getting closer to his taxes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing about the whole Sealy thing, right? They just said they felt uncomfortable. There's not, like, yeah. specific things cited, right? It's Again, it's all this it's emotional squishy, stuff, yeah. right? Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they probably didn't know how much it was worth. Oh, they just felt <laughs> uncomfortable. Like, these are major, major corporate decisions. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like you don't you don't just it's not a whim. This isn't limitless yeah. where like, you know, Eddie walks in and he's like, oh, I think this and they're all like, wow, that's like an oracle promise. No, there's so much research that goes into this. And there are leaks upon leaks that you find out afterward about like market records and like internal memos regarding these things. People can't keep secrets like that unless there's crime involved. So, well, uh. and then they can keep secrets. As, also, if the people who should be looking into them, <laughs> Business Insider. <laughs> Literally does their work for. I mean, yep. it was it was like the worst hour long expose on the mattress firm conspiracy I ever heard. It was I'm the stupidest. Talk about that, yeah. They, they yeah. Sorry, do you, I don't want to cut you off on that. We'll if get, you had we'll more get to, to it a little bit more because okay. the okay. the role Business Insider played in this saga was it's yeah stupid. Yeah, they're okay. not business I'll outsider. They're business insider. Insider. That's, that's for a reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Insiders <laughs> for a reason. Okay, so before we go any farther we're we're accusing or this reddit user accused mattress firm of money laundering so we should probably define that so this is investopedia's definition when you put it in a laundry machine and get it clean (laughs) close well i saw it on i saw it on breaking bad first like there's a second episode he puts all of his money into a washing machine to get the blood off of it to get the blood off of it no yeah I, the real no i'm close <laughs> but when i was when i was young i had this book that explained it to me and in the book it was, as all kids do every kid has a book on money laundering book. yeah <laughs> dr it, seuss you know the who's of whoville money laundering yeah. all day yeah. it, it, it happens at a, laun- uh, a laundromat you take yeah. all the money to a laundromat 
This is how you know that you'll one day grow up to become a conspiracy theorist on the internet. Is that your parents gave you books about money laundering as a child? Yeah. Uh, everyone, everyone's read a wild, uh, uh, you know, the Chronicles of Narnia and Wire Fraud by C.S. Lewis. That's a classic. Where the wild things launder their money. That's where the favorite. wire fraud are. Oh, yeah, where that's the wire great. Fraud are. Yeah, there we go. I'm gonna make anyway, that T-shirt. Here's the the less fun one. Money laundering is the illegal process of making large amounts of money generated by criminal activity appear to have come from a legitimate source. The money from the criminal activity is considered dirty and the process launders it to make it look clean. So I want to stress here, because I think a lot of people don't realize that the illegal activity and, and the process of laundering the money can be two wildly separate things. You don't, the, the criminality doesn't have to have anything to do with mattresses or sleep or even the city it happens in, or any known connection, the the place where you launder the money is just the laundromat. It has nothing to do with the crime. Which is really an interesting concept in and of itself. So yeah. for, for those of you who you know are just now getting out of your third grade classroom for the day and tuning in <laughs> over the summer, Cheers. you know, I... I uh, you know, PJ needs to move a lot of money to me because, you know, we have drugs and, and PJ, Reasons. you know, yeah, PJ wants to give me a lot of money, but that would make the IRS suspicious. So I made this art. See how it says <laughs> art on here? I made this art. I say it's worth millions of dollars. So now PJ walks into my, let's say, mattress firm where I have this beautiful piece of art hanging on the wall and PJ buys my beautiful art. And now he has successfully laundered money to me cleanly. Yeah. And now I have the money for the drugs. And, and you also brought up laundromats. They are one of the ways that, that has been classically used to launder money because, it, you know, there's just not a lot of easy ways to tell how much money is coming in and out of a laundromat at any given time. They're closely mm. regulated in China for that very reason, yeah. actually. You can't just open up a laundromat in China. Like, you have to have it registered and it it's checked regularly. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. That's a fun little tidbit for you, yeah. <laughs> that is a good tidbit. So, the primary evidence presented by the Reddit user, really the only evidence presented by the Reddit user, is the oversaturation of mattress firm locations coupled with just the anecdotal evidence that there's never anyone in them. Mm-hmm. So, at the time of the post, there were 3,600 mattress firm locations in the United States. To put that in perspective, there are 16,000 Starbucks locations. So only about four times more Starbucks locations. So we're comparing something that is a consumable. It's cheap. People get it daily. People get it weekly. People are constantly in Starbucks. Even if you have two, three Starbucks in close proximity, the, the driveway is always full. People are in and out all the time. How often, Tony, do you buy mattresses? Uh, so we bought, we're actually in the market for uh, a new mattress at the moment because I have, we have a queen and, uh, I also have an infant. And, uh, mm. for those of you parents out there who have done the math, um, I'm tired of getting kicked. So we're in yeah. the market for a king mattress <laughs> and believe it or not, I have not at any time said, you know where I'm going to go? A mattress firm. But when I do buy that mattress, I expect that to last us for like a decade. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I mean, s- I, I don't. I just I haven't changed our old mattress in several several years. Right. It used to be the standard that they would tell you to change your mattress every ten years. Then a couple of years ago, 
the the mattress industry got together and said, uh, actually, every seven years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every seven years, like the biblical model. It's like you have yeah, to, yeah. every every seventh year, you let the field lay fallow. Like every seven years, you like <laughs> drag your old mattress out to the fields yep. and, and take the pilgrimage to mattress firm in Jerusalem. Yep, that's what it is. Uh, I got, it was so weird because I made a TikTok on this like months and months and months ago. And I said, like, you don't buy a mattress all that often, like every what, co- like a couple of years. And there were people in the comments like, dude, I buy a new mattress every year. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's your money. People? <laughs> what? Mattress firm employees. I, the only people who, I, I picture the only people who buy new mattresses every year is, is like a, uh, Anne Hathaway in Princess yeah, yeah, Diaries yeah. too, when she's surfing mattresses yeah, down yeah, yeah. The, the stairs like that. That's because you broke the mattress. No one's buying a mattress every I've, year. I've surfed a mattress down the stairs and then I slept on it that night. <laughs> True story. Yeah, see, there you go. I mean, yeah. I could see like college dorms, but, you know, these mattress stores aren't selling like extra long twin mattresses. And we, we have like right. one of those stores, the university loft store that like furnishes mm-hmm. dorm rooms is in Indianapolis. Uh, which is well, where I'm at. And like, that's yeah. not like a consumer store you just walk into. I wanted to bring that up too. Cause that was the other main thing I got on the TikTok. There, were, there was a lot of people agreeing with me and like anecdotally saying, yeah, I go to, ma- I've never seen someone. I work across from three mattress firms and their parking lots are always up. Be like, I got tons of those comments. But the main ones were, well, I buy a mattress more often than you said in your TikTok. I'm like, well, okay, whatever. And the, and then it was. And where do you buy well, those mattresses hotels? from? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but they probably bought it online, but people were saying, what about hotels? What about hotels? I'm like, no, hotels don't buy from mattress firm. They don't like. There's not a there's not a hotel manager that pulls you up. You don't see the general truck. manager of a yeah. Holiday Inn. It's like time to hit the mattress firms. <laughs> yeah, and that's why there's so many of them. Is because like he goes and he like buys out a whole mattress firm, and he's yeah. like, boy, thank God there's one 500 <laughs> feet away. We only furnished three floors. Yeah, he just pulls up in his pickup truck, like load me up. Yeah, that's just, yeah, that's not it's how it a works. stack. It's a stack of mattresses on the yeah, pickup yeah. truck. He's just driving around town, making the stack higher. Like, what? Hey, where's Bill? I see his truck. It's over there. He's almost finished. Oh my God. He's on the other side of that building, but now I can still see him because the mattress. This is what high, Business yeah. Insider expects you to believe yeah, yeah. that there yes, are these like pickup truck magnets. Yeah. That are like <laughs> driving around collecting all the mattresses, but no, I mean none of us have ever seen anyone in, in a mattress firm. I yeah. went to one in a high school when I was in high school uh, with my uh, my mom and 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 her husband, and there was no one there. And it was I just remember thinking it was eerily cold. In that, which is another thing I want to bring up with you, is that the temperatures in these mattress stores are always like sub zero cold. Yeah, always because they don't want people in there. You're not supposed to want to browse a mattress store. They are kept at an uncomfortable temperature so that you will leave. Wow. That's interesting. See, I, I'm glad you have an anecdote on that because I've never been in one because I don't. Because no one's ever been in one, Abby. No one's ever been in one. Okay. It's, no there's, no been one. Be, there's no reason for it to be like called the, the corner bank uh, retail yeah. storefront, which they always are. Because you, when I'm out driving, uh, when I was in high school... I would see an Applebee's and I would go, oh, we got to go half price apps. You know, we got to go get some half price apps, you know, tonight and that. Oh, yeah. No one is ever out driving and going, oh, Bill, a mattress for we need a mattress, Bill. Like no one does that. You don't No, no, no. I never slept on a new mattress in my life until I after I got married because it was always like used twins. I slept on a twin that was used and I said it was too hard 
my entire childhood and my parents were like you're fine and then my dad took it to a work site after i went to college he slept on it one night he's like oh and he gave it to a homeless person. <laughs> nice. Well, I used to sleep in a van down by the river, so. So there you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Nice one, Chris. But I got I, I got <laughs> used I I got used mattresses from my college because I worked like over the summer and they were throwing some out and I'm like, gee, these are good mattresses. I'm gonna take them. So I slept right. on that until me and my sister did until I got married, and then we just bought one off Amazon. Mm-hmm. So so that's the, that's kind of where I wanted to go next is that mattresses are what I call a department store product. And there are several things that naturally, when you need it, you say, oh, I will go to this department store or now the online department store. I'll go to Amazon and get it because right. there's a decent enough selection for me to be able to make my choice. Like, can you imagine if there was an entire store, at least an entire store that only sold like a niche department store product? I just like pick a random Toasters. Like, kind of pro- like, toaster <laughs> or, no, no, toasters or, or shower City. curtains. Spatula like an City. entire store. Yeah, Spatula City or like yeah. the, the shower curtain store. All, that's all they sold. Various shower curtains. This one's more breathable. This one's clear. This one has images on it. These are for different sized showers. You'd be like, why would you open up a storefront? This is a company that has grown incredibly yeah. While the entire resta- real excuse me, while the entire retail space in the United yep. States for storefronts has shrunk considerably. Yep. Yep. That is suspicious by its yeah. very nature. Yeah. I mean, even just I think a good analog is a desk store. If a mattress store works, then a desk store has to work. But they probably don't exist. you probably buy a desk as often as you buy a mattress. Yeah. Bed but- Bath and Beyond just closed. And yeah. it sold right. far more. Well, Overstock.com actually bought it. Uh, right. But you you had all of these stores that sold basically just like home goods, mm-hmm. right? And that mm-hmm. wasn't even able to stay open in this market. But you're telling me, that, and, and the argument that I always hear is, well, you have to try a mattress out before you buy it. No, you don't. No. Uh, and even if you do, you go to Big Lots for crying out loud, which should be right. another conspiracy theory episode. Because uh, Big Lots, <laughs> in my opinion, is just as, as bad as, as a mattress firm. Uh, maybe not as bad, but I, no one is going to mattress stores to try out mattresses, especially not enough for there to be multiple city locations. Right. Well, definitely, definitely enough to have four on the same corner. Yeah. That's how much you need them. I just, I just laid on a mattress that my in-laws owned and it was soft. And I was like, this is a nice mattress. Where'd you get it? And they were like, Amazon. And I was like, I want one. And they were well, like, here you go for but- your wedding. You said you said that Overstock.com bought Bed Bath and Beyond, right? But that's, that's because right. they're that's because nobody goes in the stores anymore, right? So why hasn't Amazon bought, you know, mattress firm at this point? Like it just seems like that would have happened. And I don't know if I finished making my point earlier, but the reason I was saying the thing about hotels is hotels don't buy from stores; they buy from warehouses, right. they buy from wholesalers. Right. There's no that was the whole point I was just making is like there's no guy going around and actually picking up three hundred or four hundred or thousand mattresses for his hotel from a local retailer at exorbitantly higher costs right and that number is only going down and actually real truth cactus yeah. makes a really great point in the, in the comments is that you have all these influencers mm-hmm. who are offering deals uh, so, so when, when ben shapiro gets up on the air and he says listen folks you need a helix sleep mattress because a helix sleep mattress is right for you and my family people listen to that they get the <laughs> yes. code and That's they buy the good. mattress their influencer does yeah. like no one actually is like the the mattress market is not increasing no especially not as mattresses are becoming 
more prey to that online, oh, we're going to customize it to your body weight and your shape. And if you just lay on this piece of plaster and send it into us, our butt scientists will look at the shape of your (laughs) butt and design a mattress for you. Like, no one's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. But I'm going to go to mattress firm and lay on some sweaty thing that 30 other people have probably laid on over, you know, since 1972. I just go to to Walmart and buy my favorite brand, which is Air. (laughs) Air mattress. Air mattress. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down, PJ. It took All me right. a second. I, I that's that's nice work. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's let's look at some of the saturation. So, at the time of the post, there were three thousand six hundred stores. There are only two thousand three hundred now, but this is still insanely saturated. And I want to show you. So we have this is in my general area. This is the Northern Virginia, DC, Harper's Ferry ish area. Uh, wow! It's a what a swamp creature! I know, I know. I can just, I can smell the swamp all the time. No, it's um, this. There's a lot. Like you, that's the other thing is, when when you only need something once every ten years, you'd think you just you don't need it to be proximate. Like I would drive an do hour. We, do right, me a yeah, favor yeah. and zoom in on the uh, the bottom left. So, just a little bit. See, there are two that are right across the interstate from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can, can you zoom oh, you mean this one here? Or are those screenshots? Yeah, the one that we're looking at at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So those yeah. are those are just, that's so close corporately. That's yeah. within I don't know what it looks. So that's the size of like the interchange between the two, you know, interstates there. Those have to be I would say two, three, maybe four city blocks away from each other. Yeah, yeah. That's, and this isn't even no the most saturated. There's no reason for those to be there. No, that like this this far, is yeah. light compared to the other yeah. two that we have for uh, our general locations. But that's mm-hmm. that's wildly close. Yeah. To, to, and even like we're getting into like Walgreens across from CVS territory, but these aren't competitors. They're the same store. Mm-hmm. Well, d- did you bring up their like mattress firms reasoning they've given for the or did Not you? Not yet. I want to show okay. all these first. So yeah, let's yeah. show what's near you, PJ. Yeah. So this one is near me, which is look right. Uh, well, that one's not a mattress firm. Uh, this one's not bringing up all mattress firms. It must. Uh, OK. Sorry. The other one was. This one's not for some reason. But we've got quite a few. Yeah. It's still a lot. Google has caught on to what we're doing as we're. Yeah. Like as we're doing it. And they're like, quick, shuffle the data. Yeah. The search results are rapidly changing. But everybody's poor in Lansing and they just buy them from a (laughs) freaking pawn shop. So. Yeah. 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 That's a stupid (laughs) amount of mattress stores for for Lansing, Michigan. Yeah, Yeah. Let's look at Indianapolis, Indiana. This is where Tony's from. Yep. Here we go. That's right. This it's is quite stupid. a few. That is a stupid amount of mattress firms. Hit, hit up the northeast. Hold on, I gotta there. look at this so, real see, quick. So that's that is four. That is I four sixty five, and that is right around between Fishers, uh, Lawrence, Geist, and Noblesville, um, which is a is a richer area. Um, but that richer area then blends as it goes into eastern Indianapolis below it into a kind of a crime ridden area. Mm-hmm. So you see mattress firms existing in this weird like gray as your upper middle class suburbia turns into um, kind of more of your project streets as you go down. It's just weird. Like it seems like it's in a place where businesses are expected to be, but people are not expected to shop at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Those corporate, like those strip balls where it's like, yeah, I'm sure that 30 years ago people shop there, but yet the mattress firm, some nail salon, the you know weird synonym consignment store 
and the advanced check cashing place are all that's left in that part of town. Yet the mattress firm is still going. Right. It's just really weird. Mm-hmm. I've noticed the same thing. There's like it seems like a lot of the mattress firms are still in these areas that nobody shops anymore. These you know broke down strip malls that <clears throat> there's no businesses, but there's still a mattress firm. So there's yeah. a comment that I think we should address because someone says, can yeah. you p- compare that to Walmart locations? So the reason that Walmart locations and mattress firm locations are totally different is because Walmart sells things that people need on the daily. So if you they look sh- up green grocers, yeah, if you look up green grocers in Paris, they're everywhere. You know, bodegas in New York, they're everywhere. Why? Because people shop at them all day, all the time, because yeah. they supply a lot of things. Mattresses, you know, as Abby pointed out earlier, they're not like rapidly consumed. You're not like, ah, I've slept on my mattress a week. You know, it's like, it's not like gum. It doesn't lose its flavor. Right. You chew it. You know, I've laid on it a couple of minutes. Ah, the flavor's gone out of the mattress. It's time to swap it out. So that's why, that's why it's so weird to have so many of them. Yeah, my mattress. going to these? My mattress still tastes like snozberries. And I've had it for like six (laughs) or seven years. No, but to, to, to answer the question even more for that mm-hmm. comparison, because I compared to Starbucks, but if we want to compare to Walmart, Walmart has 4,630 locations in the United States today. We're comparing that to 2,300 mattress firms in the United States today. Walmart only has double the locations of mattress firms. I would have thought it was way more than double. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. That's an insane it, it ratio. Especially when you consider that there are multiple mattress firms per some towns yes. where mm. there's only one Walmart. Yes. And, and people still, this is the, the greatest thing, people oh. will still go to that Walmart or a department store like that to buy their mattress instead of the mattress firms. Yep. Like there okay, may be multiple mattress really... firms blocks from you and you're still not going there to buy your mattress. Yeah. That's a really good point because when I brought up Lansing earlier, I was like, it's not that many. But when you put it that way, there's one Walmart in Lansing. There's one in East Lansing. Which is a different city. I know that sounds like the same name. And then like, but there's there's, you know, spread out way more than mattress firm even in my area. Yeah. That's weird. I'll su- I'll super dox myself here. So I, yeah. I live in Greenfield. It's okay. a city east of Indianapolis along the I-70 corridor. There are several mattress stores in Greenfield, Indiana, including I think a mattress firm. And I I drive by every day. I have I have yet to see a single customer in that parking lot. Mm-hmm. A single customer. And I know that all this is anecdotal, but when all of the anecdotes line up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you'll, you'll post a, a thread on, on Reddit, on Twitter, on whatever, like, you know, PJ talking about, you know, TikToks and Instagram reels and things like that. At some point as a yeah, right. former yeah. science academic and like a data statistician, you have to say there is a pattern here that is definitive. And mm-hmm. this leads us to the CEO's response, yeah. which is. Not the way that you want to play being accused of in a conspiracy theory. Amazing. Real quick before that, I want to show you the the city with the most in it. The city with the most in it has 31 mattress firms. Houston, Texas has 31 mattress firms. Yeah, so here's Houston. 31 mattress firms. Look at that. This is, I mean, they were founded in Houston, so it makes sense that there would be more in Houston than anywhere else. Yeah, but, but like, Panda Express was founded in, like, some California <laughs> city. There's not, like, 18 Panda Expresses. Right. 31 in Houston. The second highest is is in San Antonio, and I don't have the number on that. I should. But but here's San, Here's a picture of it, though, if you're watching. Yeah, San Antonio. It's it's a lot. It's I think it's it's a upper 20s. Mm-hmm. So when this Reddit post dropped, it went it went viral and people were talking about it. And Mattress Firm tweeted 
about it. And we'll show the tweet. It's just a gif um, where they're just like. It's just Carrie Elwes with doing the like blinking eye like what? Yeah. Us looking yeah. at our mentions like. What? That's it. <laughs> and then, so, and yeah. I, I have I have a kind of a, a, a again, a data based kind of question. I would like to see. You know, if we if we take out the five biggest cities in the country, so maybe that would include Houston in this case. And for those of you who know Texas, but like the back of your hand, if, if I'm if it's not one of the top five cities, leave me alone. Uh, but let's say we take the 10 largest cities in the northern line of states in the country. So mm-hmm. states that are the northernmost in their region, the 10 major metropolitan cities that aren't in the top five for the country. And then along the southern U.S. Mexico border. I want 10 of the largest cities, and I want to compare the number of mattress firms in the the 10 biggest southern cities in the U.S. and then the 10 biggest northern cities in the U.S. Because if what I'm guessing is true, I would guess that in the the cities that are closer to the Mexican border are going to have more mattress firms. Mm. Oh, that's a good point. If we're talking money laundering, yeah, yeah, yeah. money laundering and trafficking go hand in hand. Yes. Well, you did say two of the biggest cities are in Texas, which would be... Closer to the border, right? PG I'm not saying like butt up against the border. Right, right, yeah. But a border state. Could you yeah, pull yeah, like, mattress firms on Google Maps in the entire United States? And see, yeah, see, yeah and let me see do a, that right now. A scatter plot. And while you do that, this is the, sa- the statement that the, the CEO at the time, Ken Murphy, gave to Business Insider. He said, in response to a Reddit post... The idea, because that's what you do as a CEO. You respond to Reddit posts. <laughs> you, you you do an article with Business Insider to address the Reddit post. Not you don't just make a statement privately, like or, or as a company. You go to Business Insider and you're like, "Can you help us out with this? Can you can you do an article and and help us like make this look a little better?" So he said, "The idea that the proximity of mattress firm store locations is related to money laundering or any illegal activity is absolutely false. For the last 30 plus years, we've been committed to providing customers the value of a good night's sleep and our convenient locations in highly trafficked areas keep us top of mind when it's time to buy a mattress. Additionally, multiple acquisitions have added to our real estate portfolio, sometimes resulting in store locations in close proximity. Optimizing our fleet has been and will continue to be a part of our strategic roadmap, and we evaluate duplicative or underperforming stores as well as shifting retail trade areas with this intention. We also continue to open stores in new and underpenetrated markets. (laughs) Why would you use that word? Oh, my God. Did Did he not have someone write this statement for him? Which is, which is funny because usually mattresses really help with penetration. Yeah. <laughs> I know. In the context of mattresses, I would not use that word. Under, but yeah. Under penetrated markets to best serve the local community and our employees. Above all, we remain steadfast in our goal to continue to do what we do best. Help customers find the perfect mattress and get a better night's sleep. And get a so deeper things. penetration. <laughs> yeah, I get it. So two two very important things here. First of all, I got in trouble when I was getting my my first master's degree at Ball State because someone wrote a post like this that I'm pretty sure they just took like the the big book of synonyms down mm-hmm. the, the thesaurus of thesaurus and just like AI generated their post, <laughs> um, like shoving it through Einstein's corpse to get the biggest words they could find. 
And I was like, <laughs> no one can understand what you're saying. You're not saying anything. And I got in trouble for that because it wasn't professional. But like this corporate nonsense, like what, there was one particular sentence that I love more than anything. Additionally, multiple acquisitions have added to our real estate portfolio, <laughs> sometimes resulting in store location. There's, sometimes we buy buildings. Sometimes those buildings are close to each other. Like, there's a different, I don't know, the way that Ted Cruz played off the Zodiac killer conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was made everyone, <clears throat> yeah, and it, like, there's an, there's an affection, there's like, okay, good one, guys. And then he plays along, but like, the mattress firm guy is like, these are absolutely false. Not ridiculous, not far-fetched, yep. not goofy, but... Yeah. Like he comes it, it out sounds, with like the Chicago news reporter press release. It sounds more like the statement of someone who actually is guilty and needs to deny, deny, deny. Yeah. Then it does like this. This <clears> came <throat> out of a law instance, and order SVU yeah, series. Yeah. For instance, like playing into it. Like I think that there's weird stuff going at the Denver airport, but they play into it. Yeah. They literally have a, a, a animated gargoyle that will say like, welcome to the Illuminati headquarters and jokes like that, because they understand that it's better to play into the joke than it is to like, you know, come out and give this like corporate denial of it. The Heritage Foundation is accused of taking dark money from everyone and their and their brother. So every time I can, when I'm either in articles or on interviews, I'll talk about how we take Jewish space laser money (laughs) and how like the Koch brothers send me blood soaked oil money every morning and how like the NRA makes me pay for my food with AR-15s. And like, (laughs) you know, you play into the joke because they're so stupid. It's funny. But like when you come out and you're like, no, I've never done anything like that. And obsequiously, all of our stores are so intellectually diversified that when we photosynthesis our funds, <laughs> the corporate acquiescence is very synergy. Thank you for your time. And then Business Insider. Like, I want to talk to the Business Insider guy that wrote this. And it's like, <laughs> blink twice if you need help. Yeah. Okay. So the last thing I want to point out about this statement is he's. It, it's basically like, we're not trafficking and hiding the money. How dare you? Just because our convenient locations in highly trafficked areas doesn't mean we're trafficking. Ah, it's like a it's like trafficking a, it slips and penetration. Out. It all slips yeah. out. Yeah. So yeah. so. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, Business Insider went on to do several articles and even a podcast carrying water for Mattress Farm on this yeah. whole topic, and they pushed the idea that. Basically, they, they try to try to explain what the CEO is even talking about here. And basically, they were like, they're using these extra locations. So they wait. Billboards. So Business they Biden, is literally carrying the water yeah, for them. Yeah. yeah, they Biden. They like yep. did the Biden explanation. So like, mm-hmm. God save the queen, man. And like, it took 15 interns and at least three bags of cocaine to explain why the president <laughs> said, God save the queen, man. At some random rally in Connecticut. So you have Business Insider who's like, oh my God, quick, get the team together. And they're like gathering everyone and they're bringing in the sitcom writers from Hollywood. It's like, well, actually, real estate's like billboards. Like, yeah, but don't business, like, don't retail storefronts cost money? Money. And staffing? Like, what, they can't afford billboards? When's the last time you saw a mattress firm billboard? I would be great at designing mattress firm billboards. I would say, when's the last time you got laid, mattress (laughs) firm? I would sell mattresses with billboards. No. Yeah, yeah. No, okay, I need you to do the Helix sleep ad in your Ben Shapiro voice with that line go. 
Okay, folks, so when, when it's time to get freaky, you need a mattress because you don't want to be doing it on the couch. The couch is for losers. It's for libs. You don't want to be going there. So what I what I do when it's time to make another child for my family, I use Helix Sleep Mattresses because they provide the most cushion for the pushing, according to Pew Research in 2018. Use Ben Shapiro getting it on 2023 to get an exclusive deal on your Helix Sleep Mattress. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that might have been the greatest moment of Conspiracy Pilled. <laughs> that was amazing. I'm crying. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't wear makeup for the stream because I'm crying. Cushion for the pushing. Oh, man. <laughs> that, wow. Anyway. Um. <laughs> How do you Sorry. follow that, Abby? No, that was great. <laughs> no more underpenetrated <laughs> markets. Anyway. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't. The show's over. The show's <laughs> over. We're done. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> Business Insider pushed this idea that they're using the extra stores as billboards, that 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 it is somehow reasonable to have a whole extra store, which they admit is unnecessary. They admit that these stores are not bringing in revenue. They admit they're extraneous. They just say, well, it's just a billboard. That's what's wild to me, too. And I'm glad that you brought that up. So imagine in your press release, okay, First of all, the first thing that you want to do whenever there's some kind of chaotic junk going on is not talk. Don't. <laughs> I, and by the way, when I, I do research on school boards all the time and I expose them, the ones that always screw themselves over, they don't shut up. And they start saying mm-hmm. everything they can. And they end up revealing more in their statement yeah. because I never release all of my cards when I file a report, ever. Yeah. I, there's a story in Indiana that I'm working on right now. I, there's that the school's under pressure, there's a lawsuit going on. I have not released everything I have because I'm waiting for the superintendent to say more stupid things. This guy admits, oh yeah, I know it's suspicious that we have stores that don't make any money. And yeah, they don't make any money, but they're billboards. Like, can you imagine being a manager? I, you know, imagine you're an employee in a mattress firm and your CEO walks out and is like, yeah, we know John's worthless, but I mean, he's a great advertiser. <laughs> you know what's actually, you know what is uh, just slightly cheaper than buying an entire store, stocking it with mattresses that never sell, paying employees that don't do any work and uh, electricity and lot rent and all that stuff is renting a freaking billboard. Yeah. It's just oh, no, slightly no, go lower. Just slightly a Facebook cheaper. ad. <laughs> yes. A Facebook ad. If I have you know, you to mean see... something that's effective. If I have to see promoted tweets from Abdul yeah. Zakai telling me that I can buy crypto with my Xbox 360, then I, I believe that mattress firms should be able to afford a Twitter ad. Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's insane. Okay, so within days of giving this statement, within days, the CEO resigns. Wait, wait, hold on. Stop, because I, 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 I appreciate the gravity of what you said, but I don't feel that it... <laughs> got the amount of drama and grandeur days after he made this statement the ceo did what resigned he resigned he resigned can so first of all we have to talk about the fact that there is major corporate level drama going on with a mattress company like <laughs> over a of all of the post. safe, of all of the safe and yeah, over a red all the safe industries that your mother should like. My parents are worried about me all the time because I'm like going to Philly protests where people are like defacing museums. Yeah. Like the opposite of a stressful career has to be working mid-level corporate at a mattress company. Like just right. saying, exactly. If there's ever a place you can lie down on the job, that's it. Uh, so uh, yeah, like so. Okay, so keep going. So he resigns. He resigns. Now. 
we gotta rewind the timeline just a couple months. Are we doing a Pulp Fiction? Is it gonna? Did we, did we start with the end at the beginning? No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. This this is January of 2018 that all this happens. Just a few months before, in October of 2017, mattress firm sued two former executive level employees, along with a broker and a development group, alleging that the employees had been bribed by the broker and the development group to encourage the company into bad real estate investments. And then the broker, Alexander Deitch, filed a countersuit which basically said, no, this was all you. You knew exactly what you were doing. You pressured us to get you all these properties. You encouraged your executives to take the perks we offered. So internal to the company, there is this massive situation over the oversaturation of of the stores within a couple months before the Reddit post. So given the timeline, I think it's entirely possible that Deech himself or someone in his office is the one who posted the Reddit thread. And the only evidence I have for this is the timeline and that it's strange that somebody would delete a viral post that's a positive viral. Like, yeah, I understand why unless you... It, unless they were worried it could link back to their lawsuit that they were in that where they were exactly. alleging that Mattress Firm was laundering money. Exactly. So, yeah, I, first of all, I, there, I mean, I didn't know 90% of this stuff before we hopped into this episode. Right. There was some part of the notes for this show prepared that I read, that I did a little, you know, did a looking into. I already thought that Mattress Firm was a very shady organization. But listening to a, an organization, again, reminder, a mattress company, a, re, a mattress retail company, suing former employees over... The employee saying, you bribed me to put our stores in really shady areas. If there are any people, if anyone from Indianapolis or Indiana at all yeah. uh, is watching the cast right now, if I say 86th and Post Road, like hair stands up on the back of your neck because that is read by newscasters all the time. You want to get shot? Go to 86th and Post Road in Indianapolis. Lovely place on the east side. Uh, there's a mattress firm near there. So, Naturally. Uh, of course, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, imagine saying to your boss hey there's a guy lying out in the parking lot and he's either overdosed on fentanyl or lead uh maybe we don't open a store here and then your manager says no we're gonna or your director or whatever no we're gonna open up a store here and then we're gonna open up a store across the street and then one on the other corner too on the other corner yeah and and also i'm gonna bribe you to make these real estate acquisitions you know happen sooner and to do their thing what a mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, this is wild. This isn't like just a conspiracy theory. This is like some bombshell stuff. The funniest. Oh, go ahead, Abby. I think it's worth pointing out that I don't think we're just saying that mattress firm is money laundering. I think we're saying all mattress stores are money laundering. When, when mattress firm comes in to a place where there, sh- there is not enough the the market cannot bear the burden of three mattress stores and they buy all three mattress stores. They're just picking up the business that they're doing. Right. Yeah. It's not like they're taking a legitimate business and turning it illegit. I think everyone was doing it. They're just conglomerating. Well, I I actually, I'll, I'll kind of flip that and say that I do think that there is an idea that the store, the concept of a mattress store was legit at one time in American society. Because there may not have been a time when you were close enough to a Sears and Roebuck to go in and and try a couple of mattresses. They didn't start diversifying their mattresses and like having a bunch in the store 
until the late 80s, which is a little bit of research that I did for the show. So there was feasibly a time in the country in which you might have needed those smaller shops for those kind of materials. The issue runs in for, for let's say, the authorities and becomes really good for criminals when you have stores like that are suffering from buggy whip syndrome. They're not needed anymore. Therefore, they provide a really great opportunity for money laundering because you don't notice a store that used to be a place that maybe everyone would go to shop staying open. It's mm-hmm. a passing thing that we notice when a store closes, right? right? But like when a store just stays open, your brain just ignores the fact that it stays open. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like people talking about Long John Silver's and Arby's and in some places and how like no one goes to certain like Long John Silver's lo- locations. How are they open? You're for years, no one thought about it. You just always assumed that, you know, it was going to close soon because no one was going there, yet it's been open for 15, 20, 30 years. It's just yeah. another class of organization that's ripe for organized crime mm. because you don't notice a store staying open. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I said the same thing about Kmart a long time ago. I, I was convinced in high school that Kmart was a money laundering scheme because I remember at one point, like going into a Kmart my senior year of high school, my cousin worked there and he got paid way too much money to be like an entry. I think he made like $18 an hour as an entry level Kmart employee in 2009. Uh, which was weird to me because I think Walmart at the time was paying like $9 an hour or something like that. Yeah. And there was no one in there. There was nothing on the shelves. And this was around the time that they bought Sears. And, and I was like, eh, is this how, how, like who, I don't, I didn't think anybody shopped at Kmart and now they're closing. So maybe they're just shifting somewhere else, but it's, it's weird. I don't know. So I, I saw a comment in the, in the, Oh, go ahead, Abby. Just for reference, there's only three Kmarts left in the United States, but yeah. This was like 12 years yes, ago and there was, was still a, a bunch time. of them, but nobody went into them. Exactly. So like at that right. time, I was like, this is a little weird. So First, you're right. Nobody started noticing Kmart again until they started closing. Right. Right. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I will note that my favorite Vaporwave playlist to listen to on YouTube is called Kmart Vaporwave. Um, <laughs> and I, I, that's, that's just a, that's a fun side note no one was asking for. <laughs> but there was a comment that brought up an interesting point about Houston. They're like, look, Houston's huge and there's a lot of cheap real estate. And so mm-hmm. therefore it makes sense to buy up a lot of cheap real estate. No, it doesn't. And here's why. So I ran an education publication called Chalkboard Review. I would have loved advertising. It would be absolutely stupid for me to go, let's say Flint, Michigan. All right, I'm going to drive up to Flint and I'm just going to buy a business and then I'm going to spend all the money to put some sign. Because again, Mattress Firm has like big corporate like letters signs. It's not yeah. like a fireworks store where it's a big plastic tarp hanging over the top it's not of the a building. Ha- Halloween, what do they call those? Uh, Spirit, Spirit Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? It's like a big corporate like letter with, with metal and glass mm-hmm. and plastic LED lights, Mattress Firm, right? So if I drive up to Flint, even if it's a cheap property, and I'm putting up the chalkboard review logo, which is what the organization I ran at the time, and spend all the money on the signage, I would have to employ people to work that location so it didn't get bricks thrown through it. Because again, if it's cheap property, it's cheap for a reason. You know, crime is not low in cheap property areas. Yeah, yeah. So just again, the advert. There are so many cheaper and more effective ways to advertise. It is way more inexpensive to put a billboard along a state road. I didn't say interstate, mm-hmm. but a state road. State road, yeah. You're getting way more bang for your buck than you're ah, getting ah. and uh the mattress thing, the bang for your buck. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah, that's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> ah, nice catch, Abby. Uh, that's that's just my point. It's even if you take the the lowest cost real estate, buying a bill then you have to deal with yeah. like the various forms of taxes and all other kinds of nonsense and it's just a mess. Yeah. It's um 
so the, the one of the things that people have said to push back on this, I don't think it fully answers it, but I think we have to say it, is that one of the things that happened is they purchased whole chains of stores and then got trapped into long-term leases. So they purchased every single one of X store. It was across the street from one of their stores, and they had to be in it for another seven years. I don't. But leases are supposed yeah. to be public record, aren't they? Right. Like, can't you see how long a lease on a property lasts? Yeah. I, at least in some states, I know that you have to register the length of your lease with an assessor so that mm-hmm. no one can come and like screw over the the occupant later on. Right. And they did this because you had people who were subletting places and then like they were old people and they were dying. And then right. the next of kin would come up and say, oh, well, actually, the lease is this different length or yeah. the person like the, the person who was doing the renting, they died. And then the landlord tells the next of kin, well, they rented this property out for an extended period of time. So states are like, well, you need to tell us how long the lease is on a property, mm. especially corporate properties. So I, I just feel like I would. Yeah. Really? I, I mean, how, how long it. did these mattress store? I mean, strip malls don't have like 10, 15 year leases. They're no. strip malls. They're strip You're malls. telling me yeah. some nail salon secured a 15 year lease. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. It I, worst case scenario, they get trapped into a couple years of a lease, but that doesn't mean they have to staff the store or make it a mattress firm or fill it with mattress firm inventory if they already have one across the street. Or even rebrand the store. Right. I mean, if you right. buy out a chain, just leave the the signage up if it looks decent enough, which I've seen right. some of the chains that they've bought out and just Again, you have businesses that do this. I'm finding out all the time businesses that I like that have been bought out. Like, again, Temper Sealy. I bet a lot of people don't know yeah. that Tempur-Pedic was bought out by Sealy. There's still Tempur-Pedic mattresses. Right. But in the bottom right-hand corner, it says, buy Sealy. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to You don't have to, like, all of the money that goes into paying for that new signage. Guys, mm-hmm. that's, like, it's expensive to rebrand an entire store. Yeah. Also more expensive than a billboard or a Facebook ad. Yeah. You you said a second ago that you think that this is like the main, like it, this is the thing that's like maybe replacing like mat, uh, laundromats, things like that for like a, a money laundering thing, especially in yeah. today's age when nobody's going to a store to buy mattresses. Right. But this is, it's kind of perfect if you think about it, right? Because one of the things that's in the business model of all mattress retailers is they know that people want to buy something that says 50% off and it's yes. not 50% off, right? Uh, so they... And uh, this was another thing Business Insider said, uh, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, Mattress Firm definitely marks up their stuff. They say it's $5,000, so you'll buy it for $2,500, but it costs them $200. Yep. Is there anything more perfect than having a item that you can put, the sky's the limit on how high you say you sold it for, Right. and it costs you nothing? You bought a $200 mattress. You say that it's worth $5,000, but you're selling it for $3,000. Right. To the person, but what are you putting in the books? Your MSRP is $5,000. Yep. So that's $3,000 of money laundering, of money that you can bring in from your other illegitimate businesses. Put it into your books and say, look, this was a, we sold the mattress for $5,000 to a schmuck. They can do that all day long. Yep. Right. So there's a, there's a crime theory, and then there's also a corporate marketing theory that, that both apply here and I think are really, really important to know. So first of all, the crime theory. Hunter Biden is a painter. Did you guys know that Hunter Biden's a painter? I did know. Yeah. And, and he sells his paintings. And the modern art uh, that I actually, I first learned about this watching White Collar, uh, but the the modern art um, where anyone can just throw paint or garbage on a canvas, literal, you know, staple Little a milk cart into a canvas. Yeah. Yeah. And then sell it for millions of dollars is indeed a way to move large amounts of money. But the, here's the catch. 
the FBI and the SEC and other groups that watch financial transactions for criminal activity, they understand that not every class or tier of individual buys modern art. And mm-hmm. by the way, that this is a corporate marketing principle. So did you guys know that Gap, the, the company Gap, right, the Gap, they own Old Navy, but they also own Banana Republic and Athleta. Right. And so those are tiered stores, right? You have Banana Republic, which is like your upper middle class. Old Navy is lower middle class. Aldi's is low class. The same company, Trader Joe's, is above that. And so you have corporations that will own several types of chains that that serve different classes, even though they're selling you the same products, even though they're yeah. selling you the same services, because they understand that, you know, your average person is probably, you know, in the Midwest is not going to really go into a Trader Joe's. That's more of an upper suburban, you know, upper middle class environment and then vice versa with an Aldi's. So yeah. they have that kind of a split. So I would say mattress firms function and other stores like that. Where on the low tier, you may have like your traditional laundromats for your inner city metropolitan areas where that's kind of baked in. You have your mid-tier money laundering and your mattress firms and your fake corporate shells. And then on your upper echelons, you can do the art trading, things right. like that. That's how it fits in my mind. It's like corporate marketing for criminals. Yeah. There we go. So these, these uh, getting back to the timeline, these lawsuits that were filed in 20... 20- <laughs> filed in 2017 were settled quietly out of court uh, between 2019 and and now there's it was very difficult to find any information about it nothing conclusive about how exactly they were settled they just kind of were filed and then went away because you know bribery lawsuits are always something that gets settled out of court yeah 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 yep, yep, yep. usually uh, it's like ndas and and yep. like uh, like assault suggestions, but bribery? How many bribery cases do you know that are quietly settled out of court? And by the way, how do you settle that? Because what is a settlement, right? A settlement right. is exchanging of money. Yeah. So like, ah, oh, we solved we solved the bribery lawsuit with more bribery. <laughs> with more bribery. Ten out of ten. Yep. <laughs> um, a year after the lawsuits were filed, the same month, October of 2018. So only, uh, what, ten months? or so after the Reddit post mattress firm filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy. So that's the type of bankruptcy that allows a company to stay in business while it deals with the problems. It emerged in only one month from bankruptcy after closing 700 of its stores. I think this is pretty weird because on average chapter 11 bankruptcy takes 17 months with more complex cases, such as maybe the largest mattress retailer in America, you would think, taking up to five years. So emerging in one month, a company of this size from Chapter 11 bankruptcy is insane to me. That's not even logistically possible. Well, you just, what, you close 700 stores and you're magically okay. Well, like, because... Well, we assume that those mattress firms were were sold, and that the the, the real estate sale of seven hundred locations, which I know that they did not actually sell those properties off, um, or and the, the leasing costs were somehow expensive enough to defer that cost, is enough to pull them out of a Chapter Eleven. No way. Again, this is a formerly publicly traded company mm-hmm. um, that's supposed to you know, that was bought for double the share, right? So why right. are they all, why are they a private company that was bought for big, huge buckaroonies that's now closing about like nothing about that makes sense. 
No one would look at that and go, yeah, that's above board. That's wild. Yeah. Just look at this time. It's it's two years. Two years from buying this thing for almost $4 billion, $3.8 billion, to filing bankruptcy. Right. And the only thing that really happens in there is that they had a falling out with Temper Sealy. And admittedly, that's so bad for a company, right? But is it really enough to go from this company is worth $4 billion to us to we're, we're, we're bankrupt? So, of course, this, this goes into the, the – there's, there's obviously reasons for this, and you know, we could sit here and speculate. But there is, of course, that in March of 2019, an independent British auditing company, PwC, reported a $7.4 billion uh-huh. worth of accounting fraud at Steinhoff Holdings. Yeah, that's so, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. here it is. The South uh-huh. African company, you know, $7.4 billion of overreported earnings fraud, or yep. as we call that in the United States, high-tier wire fraud. Well, see, we're coming full circle back to the beginning. And wire fraud is most traditionally associated with what other organized criminal act? Money laundering. That's right, ladies that, and gentlemen. That's the connection that, again, for some odd reason, Business Insider could not make that connection. They pointed out the $7.4 billion lawsuit, and they said, well, it's not money laundering. And then they moved on from it. They literally said, people are saying it's money laundering, but it's not. And they, didn't, I've seen, they, didn't, they don't ever point out, like, yeah, but these are the crimes that you need money laundering to fix. Business yeah. Insider is supposed to be considered a professional journalistic organization that actually gives you decent news on the cultural yeah. workings of corporations. I have seen better reporting on the ground on Jennifer Lawrence's relationships from TMZ. <laughs> like, this so is true. blisteringly wild. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The only, it, it'd okay. be like it, it'd be like them saying, oh, yeah, the same guy that we uh, you guys are accusing of money laundering. He wasn't. He was just trafficking children. <laughs> You know, so the, he like, definitely wouldn't be oh. money laundering as well. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Okay, he was just guys. selling drugs. He was just selling drugs. He wasn't money laundering. They're not connected in any way. There's there's an episode in, in uh, Avatar The Last Airbender in which uh, Prince Zuko, who's like one of the main villains of the series, like comes over to the good side and he's trying to convince them that he's good. And, you know, he's done all this horrible stuff to them throughout the series. Mm-hmm. And Aang is like, yeah, but he did free my my sky bison once. And then Katara's like, great, well, I guess we don't have to add animal cruelty to the list. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe no money laundering, but, you know, just a little child trafficking. Who hasn't dabbled in a little child trafficking? Really, really. Well, That's a great question at at this point. Who who hasn't? I really would like to know so I can vote for them. Okay, maybe you guys can explain this to me. Because the only thing that was compelling to me about what Business Insider said about this was they are over-reporting as opposed to under-reporting. So they have oh, yeah. less money. Yeah. Okay. So so I this is this is something that I was accused of again with chalkboard review. So when we when we sold off chalkboard review, uh, we were we had about five this is all organic and we didn't do any advertising to obtain this outside of one ten dollar Facebook ad because I was curious about, you know, how Facebook ads worked. Um, we had about five hundred thousand readers a month. Uh, anywhere from 350,000 on low months to about 650,000 uh, on some of our high months, but an average that put us on track about 500 a month. When we sold the organization, they immediately, the organization that bought Chalkboard Review started changing how Chalkboard Review ran, like a lot. And shocker, views plummeted to the ground. I mean, like from 500,000 a month to 30,000 a month in two months. 
and it was because of all the bad decisions they made. But the the guy who bought Chalkboard got very mm-hmm. mad at me and said, well, it's not because we made bad decisions. It's because you over-reported your numbers so that we would buy it. Um, and then we, of course, showed all of the data that showed that yeah. he was full of it, and he shut up. Um, but in this case, the reason that, that an organization like Steinhoff would overinflate how much money they have is saying, if we have this much money and we bought this organization, that must mean that this is really valuable. So it's when people do like the 4D candy cane chest, like here's why Trump brought Lindsey Graham onto stage. It's because he actually wanted to do that. If you, if you have a lot of money or a lot of clout and you do something, people will say, well, because they have a lot of money, because they have a lot of clout, therefore the decision that they made was calculated. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you could make the case that maybe they were going to sell off mattress firm, or there's also a, a theory that once an organization reaches a certain amount of market heft, certain agencies won't touch them. Just like when a person reaches a certain level of fame, like police officers are told, like, don't give them speeding tickets. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That it. was a very long answer for a short drink of water. No, Sorry. G- genuinely <laughs> needed an answer to that question. I'm, I'm glad you had it. Um, this is why we brought you on. Just kidding. We brought you on because you're really funny and your Twitter account is great. Let's take a moment to kind of highlight Tony and his Twitter account, Ministry of Truth. That was a hell of a segue. 10 out of 10. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) I am a professional. Um, (laughs) Can we show the Ministry of Truth Twitter account briefly and then... Yeah, let me pull it up. The ministry. Sure, great. Now, now I'm now I'm self conscious about what I've tweeted oh, from no. the account in the last yeah. couple of days. I made sure that you tweeted nothing good today so that I could embarrass you for it. Um, All right, no. here we go. Twitter accounts always good. Just ten out of ten satire on the government. What you emerged? Oh, I that's a, that's a good tweet right there. Which one? <laughs> which one we're looking at? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's actually an older joke. Uh, that was, I was think the, the fourth tweet that I sent from the account after it was blowing up. Uh, people were sending me DMs and it was like two in the morning. And so I sent out a tweet that said, go to bed or I'll have the IRS audit your dad. And, uh, <laughs> that did really well because I was tired of everyone for the day. It's, uh, yeah. When did you start this account? Um, this was last April. Um, this was when the Mary Poppins lady, yep. uh, Jankowicz was, you know, doing the whole disinformation board. And, uh, I, I really like like flags and seals, like vexillology. I'm a really huge fan of. And so I was like, well, what would a seal like the Homeland Security seal look like for the disinformation governance board? So I pulled up Photoshop. I pulled up the Homeland Security seal and I just created my own seal and I uploaded it to my personal Twitter account and it did nothing. And so I took this like other approach and I just made a Twitter account, threw the seal up and just started tweeting. And uh, it just um, it just picked up. I, I am still flabbergasted that it hit like 100,000, 200,000 followers in like a couple of months. The Fox yeah. News article was probably the weirdest thing because <laughs> I was like, this isn't news. But uh, then I realized that when Brian Stelter mentioned that Fox News article on the air, he he's he like teared up a little bit at like how mean people were being to Jankowicz. And that's when I realized <laughs> I had the honor of actually making Brian Stelter cry. And that Amazing. was a blast. Gosh Amazing. dang it. That is that is life goals. <laughs> life goals. Make Hashtag life goals. Make Brian Stelter cry his sweet salty potato tears. <laughs> um let's show the what is it? USminitrue.org? Yeah, that's what I have yeah, pulled so up right now. It just has Mini the, True is uh, the 1984 shorthand for Ministry of Truth, as you're supposed to call it, Mini True. Mini True. And so USminitrue.org. I thought the .org would upset 
some people yes. because back then dot or well you guys i guess like 10 15 20 years ago like dot org wasn't just a let no one not just anyone was allowed to make a dot org website yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's brilliant i love it he's got some great merch on here we're scrolling through it right now you've got a some uh s- bird drone government surveillance drone merch which i am always a big fan of we've got just Everything you can think of as far as the government's watching you, making fun of all of these things. Good stuff here on the merch shop if anyone wants to support Tony's I don't work. advertise it uh, because I, it kind of borders on virtue signaling, but I, I'll mention it just <laughs> because um, half of the profits to this store uh, do go to um, like women's pregnancy shelters and organizations. That's, oh, that's awesome. awesome. One of those uh, like provided some help to my mom when she was pregnant with me. Um, before my parents uh, got married, before I was born. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's just something that I, I try to do a little bit. Uh, the other half of it, well, not anymore because there's some guy from Kansas that takes care of it. But for a hot second, I said it paid for my Twitter blue check. But now there's a guy <laughs> named Joe in Kansas who pays for my Twitter blue check for that account. So thank you, Joe, for keeping me on That's Twitter. All. That's so nice. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for being here thank you for like i don't know being born being born <laughs> no I, I love the cast I, I i absolutely love conspiracy pill there's not enough podcasts that just have a decent time without giving their life story in that motto tone video reviewer <laughs> yeah, voice yeah yeah <laughs> well, actually when i was talking about you know i think this applies to the people's lives somehow you just want to like stab <laughs> it yourself it's like male <laughs> oprah npr oh oh Okay, let's get back into this. Let's get back into this. So we are in 2019. We mentioned that PwC audited and reported a $7.4 billion accounting fraud at Steinhoff. Um, and then the very next month, <laughs> the CEO resigns. Gotta love it. So we have another another resigning CEO very abruptly right after this. That's then, what happens when you're totally above board, by the way. Yes. Your CEOs just resign because of Reddit posts. Out of nowhere. Out yeah, of yeah. nowhere. And so we have established that this company does shady money stuff. CEO resigns, and then they immediately patch up their relationship with Temper Sealy. Wow. Hmm. So heartwarming. So they- so they hired one of those. So obvious there, there are individuals who are like fixer dudes who will go into a corporation and like start like writing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so clearly what was done here. They were like, oh, no, people are looking into things. Oh, no, Business Insider isn't answering my calls anymore. They're not going to be able to cover up much longer. Quick, what do we do? Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll patch up our relationship and, you know, call it a day. Amazing stuff. Um, March 2020. They were one of a handful of retailers, uh, Mattress Firm was, that basically told the government they wouldn't pay rent on their properties due to COVID-19 lockdowns, shutting down their businesses, which on some level based, like on some level, yeah, you tell the government if they're going to shut you down that, but but what happens is that the land owners got punished when the government should have gotten punished. So Mattress Firm just kind of... Sh- wiggles out of out of the 2020 issue and i think a lot of people said that they were really thriving through 2020 and i'm not sure if that's entirely true i think that they basically got out on a government bailout of this one 
So I, I think that real, realistically here, I'm going to give the most grace to Mattress Firm in this one instance, and that's in the mm-hmm. year 2020. And the reason I'm going to give them grace is not because I feel bad for them because of COVID, <laughs> but because no one knew it was going on for the first three months of the year. Yes. Like, period. Like, no one had any idea. Everyone, I love all the people back. It's like, well, I said it was this back on my porch in 2020. Uh, dude, everyone was saying everything. I heard every theory out there. No one at the corporate level or, or the business level knew what was going on, had any idea. I mean, yeah, there were some common sense things we all knew that weren't being done. Duh. Um, we all knew the lockdowns were stupid. But as far mm-hmm. as like the, oh, I'm not paying rent. Oh, you can make this kind of a lockdown. No, you can't legally do right. this. It was a mess. And so as far as them saying, well, we're not paying rent corporately, I, that sounds like That's some fair. kind of a mid-level executive said, let's see if we can get away with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like, let, let's throw it out there and see if it sticks. Because, I mean, I did that when I worked for Indianapolis Public Schools. I would throw out ideas. And, and it was amazing how many people were like, yeah, that's a good idea. And I'm like, oh, my God, I, that was a joke. But they're doing it. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what I think happened here. That's that's fair. That's that how reads the show like started. a mid-level decision. That's how oh, the yeah? show started. Let's, let's, just, let's do a conspiracy podcast as a joke. And then it's you know, a year later that's how, almost. That's how Chalkboard Review got started yeah. back, in, back in the day. <laughs> so you, you throw out an idea and then you're like, wait a minute. That's, that's, that's a good easy. idea. That's like yeah. my uh, the Chronicles of Narnia and Wire Fraud shirt that I'm, I'm going to be making. <laughs> you see that do it. I will, random idea. I will. That's going to be like the best shirt ever. Make it a, a, make it a gym tank top and I'll buy it. I need more. Oh no! It's I where the wire more. fraud are. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Are. Yeah, it needs to have like Sam Bankman Freed. <laughs> I love and, it. And yeah, uh, yeah. Hunter Biden on it. Yeah, yes. well, it'll be it'll be great. I I'll buy it. I need I need more sassy gym tank tops. Okay. Last for your right wing fascist activities. For my for my fascism, I yeah, like yeah. to get my fascism in every day. Um, last point on the timeline: twenty twenty two. They intended to become publicly traded again. They filed for an IPO in January. They said they planned to open 300 new stores. 300 new stores in this wait, economy. Wait, in tw- did you say 2022? 2022. This was what they publicly stated that they planned to do. Okay. I'll, I'll let you then, finish. But then it, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce did have the greatest <laughs> album of all time. But... As of now, that the IPO fell through, they they backed out. They're not doing that after all. Well, well there's a reason that I would back out of an mm. IPO if I were them. It's because any congressman, when you apply for you know to be trading again on the New York Stock Exchange, be publicly whatever, a congressman can request very detailed financial records yep. as a part of oversight. Um, and and then Nancy been- Pelosi can use that to uh, buy things on the stock market. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's the truth. Yep. And yeah, yeah. so, yeah, I, I, I would definitely not if I were them, because, by the way, uh, any Congress, any, well, excuse me, most congressional staffers can file that kind of a request in their congressman's name. So uh, any I'm sure that that would have been quite a mess for them had that actually gone through. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's the timeline. That's the theory. Does the audience have any questions? Does the do the co-hosts? Have any questions or thoughts? Go. I just I just wanted to point out the fact that every Chuck E. Cheese's went out of business. Bed Bath and Beyond went out of business. Uh, how many retail stores closed across the nation? And at the end of the worst time in American history for opening retail stores, 
mattress firm doesn't like okay because this is my question at the beginning you showed that they used to have 3600 then they had 2200 but we found out that those 700 came from their chapter 11 bankruptcy that was over in a month so they didn't close stores during covid like literally everyone else they so they closed 700 there's a few but not but not in the way that every but not in the way that every other business that sold more things than just mattresses did yeah, you'd think that they would have gone completely out of business. Right, uh, right, right. Something like mattress, just a mattress store. You'd think yeah. that they would have just died. Yeah. So the, the question that I have for you guys is, um, do you think at this point that they are trying to kind of weasel their way into becoming legit so that they can eventually close and have everyone kind of look the other way because they're done doing their laundering and they're just kind of trying to patch things up enough to close it down? Um, or do you think that they are still actively doing money laundering and that they're just trying to make it more feasible for them to launder? Or are they trying to money launder in a different way is my I, question. I'm so glad you asked. So let's rewind to 2016. <laughs> this is this, Pulp Fiction. Let me just tell you what I think happened here. Because every story starts at 2016 and I yeah. freaking hate it. Continue. Yep. <laughs> Okay, theory. In 2016, regardless of how long and how possible it was for mattress stores to be legit in the United States, by 2016, none of them are legit anymore. Anything that is just a mattress store, they are all money laundering for somebody. They all have business money laundering. This is my theory. Steinhoff, a little uh, a, a company in South Africa, is like, we want in on American corruption. We want in on that. So they buy this company for way more than it's worth because they think that they can turn this into an incredible money laundering opportunity. They proceed to buy up all these other places that are money laundering, but within two years, Tempur-Sealy doesn't want to be involved. They're too messy. They're bad at money laundering. They're bad at uh, what they do. And so every since... Rookie, yeah. Ever since they've been trying to break in, and no one will sit at their lunch table. Mm. Yep, yep. They would rather they would rather launder money through SBF. They'd rather money money launder through various crypto things. Mattresses are just so. Well, that leads me to a question about their thing because someone in chat uh, asked. uh, I'm trying to find it. What do they? What do you think they're trafficking in? Like, what do you think they're needing to launder the money for? But drugs. I've also drugs. right, right. It's probably drugs, but it's definitely drugs. But I also wonder: is it is it possible that they their plan was to make such a like nationwide large scale money laundering operation for other people to mm-hmm. be the to be money launderers, to it, be like, the launderers for others. So yeah. and my, they're bad my, at it. And nobody wants to work with them anymore. Yeah. My my answer for that is no, and my my reason for that is 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 called the Watergate theory. So there's mm-hmm. a there's a Christian theory. It's like the reason that you know that the story of Christ is real is because 14 people, um, possibly 16, were tortured, beaten, isolated, and killed in the most gruesome ways possible. And there are several accounts that like, are, if you just admit that you made all the stuff about Jesus up, we'll let you live. Right. right. If you just do that, we'll let you live. And they were like, no, because it was true. And so they all, like, they died that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, or were shipwrecked on islands or, or boiled upside down, all other kinds of crap. 
So then you had Watergate, right? Where like 14 dudes who it was in their very best interest, everyone in that room, it was all in their best interest to keep it a secret. And they could not for two weeks before it was already at the Washington Post. Mm -hmm. So when, whenever you look at large scale corporate conspiracies, like we want to be your, we want to be your money laundering source. I, I, I don't think so as much as more of it's a conspiracy to, if you need to clean your if you need to clean this cocaine that's coming in because i mm-hmm. if i had to pin a drug that mattress form is working in it would be cocaine for sure sure i would say that it's probably established vendors from south america and probably refining experts from south africa because mm. a lot of cocaine refining experts come from south africa that's probably where this this financial group heard of them in the first place mm. that is more likely to me because again when you look at new york city la Houston and a lot of others. Those are the, especially DC. Those are cocaine. Those cities run on coke. Period. Yeah. I mean, and not just like your your download criminals, like normal people. Like Adderall and cocaine drive Washington. Like the whole city, everything. Which is why I think the Hunter Biden thing is funny. Is like whose cocaine is it? It's like probably half everybody of the White House we, is we, on cocaine. We literally said I, that I, on a podcast or on Monday night. Is like oh, it doesn't yeah. matter because everybody's yeah. doing it. Yeah. I said it on the radio in Indiana. Yeah, the yeah. reason that they haven't released the, the name of the coke person, by the way, like they know who it is, is because that's probably an intern or a staffer who, after being arrested, would implicate at least thirty other members of the White right. House on cocaine. Right. Yep. And by the way, it was exactly the same in the Trump administration and the Obama administration and the Bushman. The White House has run on Coke since right. Reagan. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an American tradition. So I would say that's most likely what Mattress Firm is involved in because it, it's essential to probably the market-based class that that business is working on. And mm-hmm. cocaine would be easy to money launder in multiple thousand dollar amounts and what you guys talked about in like the MSRP for mattress, things like mm. that. And it seems like just the thing that Temper Sealy would be okay with until someone finally mentioned it in a corporate email and they got cold feet. Mm, mm. Probably. I also, it also makes me wonder if it's not just laundering, but it's also just having so many warehouses and so much product moving all around makes it easy to to move things like drugs. But, Ooh, the shipping, know. like the the, yeah. the storage theory yeah. that, that well, they're providing space. Yeah, they, they have tons the, of oh, it. That's brilliant. They have tons oh. of it because I, I hadn't thought of that. When you have three mattress firms on one in one jurisdiction, you only have to bribe one person, and then. You can, you have all your locations taken care of, and then you have only one warehouse. Do you need to use for any type of mattress product? If that, and the other warehouses. Well, I was thinking a shell places. game. Actually, if you have so many in one city, you could just move shit around all day, and no exactly. one would know where it's at, right? So. Well, all of the above, right? Yeah. You, and, and then that comes back to what Tony said about about keeping it cold. Like you don't want people in the store long enough to notice anything. Right. You want them to pick something quick, get out. Yeah, because you did. You said you said they keep it really there. cold because they don't want people there. Yeah. Yeah. There was there was another funny thing about the Business Insider thing is that they said they could never get a response from anyone who worked at Mattress Firm. That they called ex employees and they wouldn't talk to Business Insider. And when they went in person to a Mattress Firm to talk to a manager, the Mattress Firm manager called all the other Mattress Firms, the one across the street and the one across the street from that, and told them that there was reporters coming and to like not okay. let them inside. So, so, which was so weird. that is that is more damning than anything else in the entire right. story. 
Yep. And that's really it. Is it like if you if you go and talk to like some Wendy's employee, they will tell you everything that happened in that restaurant over the last 15 years because they don't care. Yeah. You're right. telling me that mattress firm is paying some mattress salesman so much money that that guy thinks he's going to get teachers union blacklisted for saying, yeah, I also think it's suspicious that I wave out the window and three other mattress firm employees wave back because yeah. we're all doing effing nothing. It's 1030 in the morning. I've been here yeah. since eight and I'm going to be doing nothing until five other than that van, which just pulled up to our warehouse and unloaded a bunch of things that, by the way, mattresses aren't, that van's not big enough to carry mattresses. Like something's not right here. What is the yeah. optimal storage temp for nose candy since North Arrow Coffee? Uh, shout out to North Arrow Coffee, by the way. That's uh, one of our sponsors. You can also go to northarrowcoffee.co, and they also give 15% of their sales to pro-life pregnancy centers. Get some really good coffee. So, Oh, yeah. Oh, my wife My wife loves their Instagram. North Arrow's oh, Instagram awesome. yes. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she so shown me some of their stuff before. I had to look at the logo because it was smaller on the chat, but yeah. 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 We, I think we got one rumble rant from Answered Seder. Uh, it's America's cocaine. Yeah, we also got two, uh, two. I don't know what you call them on Odyssey. I always forget. But uh, Waffle Salter was super generous to us on Odyssey with $17.76 that says, one for the fellow Indian savage, and then another $17.76 says, and one for Conspiracy Pilled. So thank Aww. you, Waffle Salter. Thank you, American... Or, or sorry, American answered Seder for the uh, for supporting the show. Um, Always I nice to a, meet a fellow member of the tribe. Yeah. Go, go uh, <laughs> American Indians. You guys can, uh, you know, get out your powwow chow cookbooks and make some lobster bisque together. That's right. Like as it. as we did <laughs> on the <laughs> Buffalo <laughs> Fields thousands of years ago. Exactly. I also want to give a shout out to Emmer Shorty, who is uh, our local subscriber for the week. So thank you guys for coming over to Locals. We're going to be doing a unhinged show tomorrow that's on Rockfin. Uh, we stream it there live. We stream it to the supporters on Odyssey Live that, that pay for behind the wall stuff. And then it'll be uploaded to Locals until we can stream live there, which I've been in talks with them. They said it's coming. So we're working on that. Um, do we have anything else we want to cover? We want to. Can we take a few minutes and uh, end this audio portion? Just go over and uh, yeah. read some memes. If you could stick around for a little bit, Tony, people have sent us a lot of memes on Odyssey. And oh, you guys I'm, have any I'm, super I'm chats that, or yeah. questions? We can do that. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Um, we'll say good night to you who are watching and listening, and we'll go over to our just chatting portion. All right. God bless everyone. We'll see you next week. Yeah.